Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. turn to Matthew chapter 14. That's where we're going to land. Matthew 14 this morning. Um, if you don't have a paper Bible, there are paper Bibles spread throughout the auditorium about every other seat or so, so you could grab one of those if you'd like. Or you can go to sermons.church on a browser on your device and search for Cornerstone Church and uh, all the scriptures, fill in the blanks, everything will be there for you with our interactive message notes this morning. And to get us started today, I'm curious, uh, what comes to your mind? Like, just, just, you, know, just, you don't have to say it out loud. Just think about it in your head. What comes to your mind when I say the word mighty? Think about that for just a second. Like, what comes into your mind when I say the word mighty? Um, this week when I, uh, when I did a little quick Google search, a couple things came up uh, uh, when I did a Google search on mighty. And one of the very first things that came up when I searched mighty this, morning, uh, this week was this. Take a look at this. Here he comes, that mighty mouse, coming to vanquish the foe with a mighty blow. So don't be afraid anymore, cause things won't be like they've been before. Here I come to save the day, thank goodness mighty mouse is on his way. So let the trumpet players play. For Mighty Mouse is here today. All right. Now, how many of you guys remember Mighty Mouse? Okay, awesome. Now, I know those of us just raised our hands. We are probably 40 plus. All right. It's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So I know I'm kind of dating myself with that. I love, the, I, by the way, I was really excited that y'all kind of had a uh, verbal uh, reaction to that video. That was super fun uh, for me. But that was the first thing that came up, right, uh, this, this week when I was um, looking for this idea and this, here he comes to save the day, right? All that looks like I laughed and I was having a good time, reminding me of my childhood. But I start with that this morning uh, because, obviously, because it, he wasn't, this m- mouse wasn't just a mouse, Right? He was a what? Mighty mouse. He was a mighty mouse. And, uh, and so there was that word mighty that I was kind of searching for this week. And, um, and, and so I, I thought this was kind of a way we could start this morning. But beyond that, there was actually a lyric in that uh, theme song. And I don't know if you caught it or not, but it'll come up on the screen. Uh, here is the lyric. Don't be afraid anymore. Things won't be like they've been before. And I thought, man, that's a good lyric. And, and why? why? Why do they not be afraid anymore? It's because of mighty mouse was going to save the day. And specifically, the mightiness of the mouse did and was going to change things, which then started kind of me on this mental uh, tangent and kind of led me down the path of thinking about the one, and you know where I'm going with this, the one who truly did change everything, Jesus Started to think about Jesus, the Savior of the world, truly making things, the possibility of making things like they never were before. And they were never going to be the same ever again. The one who is truly, honestly, we know this, right? The Jesus who is truly mighty. Started to think about Jesus. Which led me and leads me to this today. If you were here last week, you know we started a series here at the church, our Christmas series called He Shall Be Called. And uh, this series is based on uh, what names we see of Jesus uh, that, that he's called in Isaiah six, uh, chapter 9, verse 6. 
Um, and we're talking about these valuable names. And, and this verse says this. It says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. We just sang about that. And he will be called, and this is what we're studying over this uh, Christmas season, is mighty, uh, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And last week we talked about that first one, that wonderful counselor. And, uh, and this week, as you may have guessed, we're going to focus on that second name, that mighty God name of this baby, of this Jesus. Which I actually looked up I was, uh, as I was studying, I looked up that word mighty. I wanted to look at it in the original language. I wanted to know what it meant. And, it's, and, and this, uh, this, the word mighty is, in the original language, is gibor, and it means powerful. By implication, I love this next stuff, warrior, champion, chief giant, mighty man, mighty one, strong man, valiant man. I'm like, man, that describes like uh, somebody pretty impressive. A pretty impressive person. Meaning that this child that was born, Jesus was pretty impressive. He was strong. He was a mighty God. And one, because he is one that we need to continually press into to move towards. I mean, who wouldn't, can you bring that definition up back, up back up one more time? Who wouldn't want that back up? I don't know about you, I want that kind of backup in my life. I, I, want, I want a warrior behind me, a champion, right? A, a chief, a giant, a mighty man, a mighty one, a, strong, a valiant man. I, I, want that, I want that kind of backup in my life. And so this mighty God, those things are what we're going to talk about today. And you can already kind of tell I'm getting a little excited about it. Because I don't know about you, but most of us, I think, could probably use a little more of the mighty God in our life. And so we're going to talk about this mighty God today. And to do that, we're going to talk, uh, look at a story in Matthew chapter 14. It's actually going to be an interaction that Jesus has with his disciples. And in this particular interaction, I think we see some great truths of regarding this mightiness of, of Jesus, him being mighty. And so we're going to pick up the story in verse 22 of Matthew chapter 14. It'll be on the screen as well. It says this, it says, Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went on a, up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the, on the water. Come, he said. And Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. And so our title this morning, based on that, is He Shall Be Called Mighty God. And what we're going to do today is in that chunk of Scripture, I see a couple important truths and reasons to what I'm going to say today, forever press towards the mighty God, Jesus, who can truly and does change things. We don't have to be afraid anymore. Things aren't going to be like they've been before. And so I'm excited about where we're heading today. But first, I want to uh, give you those points and those things that I see in that text, but I want to pray. So if you would pray with me, uh, and then I'll give you those things to write down and think about. So God, uh, we uh, just pause for a moment. Um, and not that we haven't already invited you into this service, but God, we pray and invite you into the next several minutes together as we pick apart this, uh, this text. This, I'm so grateful for the Bible. 
that can teach us some things and encourage us and, and, and show us truths about you, God. And so, God, I pray that as we, as we do this, that you would make our hearts, our minds, our souls sticky and supernatural. Jesus stuff would stick to us as a result of our time together, not because of what I've prepared, but solely because of the power of the Holy Spirit among us, teaching us, changing us. Help us be different when we walk away from this place today. We honor you with this time. We give it to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we have three points today, so uh, buckle up. All right, here we go. Here's the first point. All right, forever move towards the mighty God because, number one, you can write this in, there's no time he can't show up. Forever move towards the mighty God because there's no time he can't show up. Now, this uh, idea comes from verse 25 of the text. It says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, which, first of all, I want to point out, I'm not going to focus on this too much, uh, and then we're going to get into the, really the meat of, of this first point, but I, I noticed that when I was studying this week, first of all, that he went to them which in itself is something. I mean, remember that Jesus is the king of kings, right? And so uh, most kings in history, even in biblical history, made people come to them. They didn't go to people, right? They had to get, people had to get into the king's schedule, his agenda, but we see Jesus, this mighty king. You ever seen that video like, that's my king, right? Like we see this mighty king, right? Go to the disciples, which I think is significant. He wasn't too busy. He wasn't too snooty or prideful. So in itself, that is something to take note of. It's pretty cool. But what struck me this past week was beyond that was what comes before the fact that he went to them and the fact that it says it was shortly before dawn. I don't know if I've ever really pondered this too much in this story, um, because like the walking on water part is what kind of distracts me a lot of the time. But the reality is I focused this week when I was thinking, so it says it was shortly before dawn, which means it was dark outside. Knowing that the sun was going to come up soon, but, but, at, but at this point it was still dark. It's kind of like right now, like how many of you are, are lovers of daylight savings time? No, right? So it's like that, right? Like it's 7.30 and it's 7.45 and the sun's still up. So the sun was going to come up, but it was still dark. It was pitch black outside. And the reason why this is significant is we have to like look at another uh, parallel uh, piece of scripture, right? It's, the reason this is significant from Jesus is because uh, he says in John chapter 11 this. Come up on the screen. He says this. says, Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone walks in the daytime will not stumble for they will see by the world's light. And then verse 10, it says this. It says, it is when a person walks at night that they stumble for they have no light. And so Jesus, in this particular parallel scripture, says he acknowledges the danger of the night and the value of traveling during the day instead. And yet it says again in verse 25 of our text, right? I come up, right? It says, so it's shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them. And so as I was pondering this week, I was thinking, so he went when it was dark, like, again, remember that before this, it says that he went up on a mountainside to pray. And so he came down a mountainside in the dark. He, he, he walked all this, he did all this all by himself in the dark. And I find that really significant because what it showcases to me is this point, is that there's no time that he, Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the baby that was born, there's no time that he can't show up. He is mighty even in the dark. And so what, does, what that means is, is when we are going through, if I can make this kind of metaphorical trance uh, uh, leap here uh, in the midst of this, right, is when we are going through, our, quote, our dark times, maybe our darkest times. You ever had dark times? 
When we are going through our dark times or our darkest times, here's a great and honestly super comforting truth about Jesus is that he can show up in your darkness. How many of you have had Jesus show up in your darkness? And here's the even better part of it. Not only does Jesus show up in the darkness, is when, when he shows up, guess what happens? The darkness has to flee. Come on, somebody, gotta amen that one. The darkness has to flee. It actually says in John chapter one, verse four and five, it says, in him Jesus was life and the light, the life was the light of men. The light Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. You folks, he can show up in the darkness and the darkness has to flee. It goes. First John 1, 5 says, this is the message we have heard from him who declared and declared to you, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. Here we go. Here he comes to save the day. That is a verse, like, talk about mighty mouse. Come on, mighty God. Amen? Yeah. Well, y'all are not awake this morning. Oh, I'm spilling my coffee. Jack, can you give me a napkin? See, I told you I was going to get a little excited this morning. All right. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. That was not planned, by the way. I didn't, I didn't purposely do that. All right. <laughs> I, think that, I think this is really significant uh, for us. Like, this mighty, like, folks, that, that lyric that is in that, I got it, buddy. We're good. Thank you. Um, I love you, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, that lyric, we don't have to be afraid anymore. Things will never be like they've been before. Folks, that's not a simple, that's a simple lyric in a song, but that is biblical truth for you and I if we know Jesus. So this week I was trying to, uh, I was trying to come up with an illustration because a lot of times I just try to go, okay, how do I, because I think if you're anything like me, like sometimes I can be in a place where like, okay, I get that, but I like, I like to have tangible things to grab onto that I can remember the truth of this stuff. And so I, I, was, I was thinking about this illustration that I've seen recently, uh, this idea of like, there's no time that Jesus, the mighty God can't show up. And I thought about uh, uh, something that I've been seeing on social media. This is just a way for you to remember this truth about Jesus, Okay. And so there's, there's this thing about on social media going around uh, with iced coffee. Now, some of you might know where this is going to go, but um, so there's this thing about iced coffee. And, uh, and so when, when like you put in like, you, you like these kind of things and you get this cup and then they, they put in this, this creamer and then when creamer hits it, there's a message that appears. Can you guys see that? Yeah, I am timeless. Hey, you guys are good back there. Give our tech team a round of applause. That's good. That's good. And so here, here's what, this again, just simply for you to remember this truth this morning, all right? Um, you see, the truth is, folks, is that, that Jesus can show up really anytime. He is, what the cup says, is timeless. He isn't circumstantial or situational. Nothing can get in his way, even, not even darkness, not even the stuff that we might be uh, like dealing with in our life that this is really tough. Not even darkness can keep him from showing up. And honestly, he's great. He's He's perfect at turning darkness into light. We just, here's the key. We, what we have to do is we have to just let, we have to be willing to let him affect us like the creamer just affected the coffee. 
like this coffee is no longer the same, right? There's something different about it. We have to let this mighty God change us. Because here's the truth, folks, and you know this, right? Uh, You can do things on your own. I can do things on my own, but likely if we try to do things on our own, if we do things on our own, the darkness is probably just going to remain. But if we let this King of Kings, this Lord of Lords, this, this Savior that was born actually get all up inside of us. Can I say it that way? If we let this Jesus get all up in our stuff, he can change us and the darkness can be lifted. Some of you are dark coffee drinkers. I'm not. I like, I like cream in my coffee. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. Let me get this out of the way because it's going to be a distraction. Because I'm going to want to drink it otherwise. Jeremiah 29, 11. Some of you know this, the beginning of this, but I love the end of it as well. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then I love this part. I think sometimes this gets lost in this text. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. See, there's no time that he can't show up. And that's our point one. This is the first characteristic I see in this text, uh, 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 what makes Jesus a mighty God. He came in the darkness. Thank you. I appreciate that, my friend. So that's the first thing. Second thing, you write this in. Forever move towards the mighty God because there's no thing he can't overcome. You can fill that in. There's no thing he can't overcome. Now, I see a couple of indications of this in our text today. The first one is in Psalm, uh, verses 23 and 24. It says this, it says in 23 and 24, later that night he was there alone and the boat was already, and then underlined a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And so this boat, like, I think sometimes we can like image, put an image in our mind of what, what's going on in the scripture. And so like, you've probably been on a boat before where it's like close to shore and you can kind of like wade out in the water and then kind of hop on the boat. Like this was not that. Like it was, it was out there, okay? A considerable distance from the shore. It wasn't like this like, oh, like he's just gonna like wade out there just a little bit. Like, and so there was this expanse, right? Uh, to overcome, but then also, and this is one of the main crux of the story. The second half of 25 that we just looked at in point one says this. It says, right, shortly before dawn, he went out to them. And then here it is, walking on the lake. So there's this expanse to overcome, which he did by literally walking on the water. That's pretty cool. And I mean, how many of you know that walking on water is hard? It ain't easy. Like, have you ever walked on water? Have you ever thought you walked on water? <laughs> right? You've not, I've not walked on water. Like, the, the closest thing I've ever done, I've skied before. Some of you have probably water skied before. And, and so skiing is great. And water, but what does it take to ski? What does it take, take to stay on top of the water? It takes skis, right? And then it also takes a boat at high speeds. To, so otherwise, it, it, even, if, even if the boat is not pulling you and you stop, you're going to sink. And so this is not easy. This was nothing short of a miracle that Jesus was doing before their very eyes and the disciples, showing them along with, uh, 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 with so many of the other miracles that Jesus does in the Gospels, by the way. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was showcasing to them that he, Jesus, could and would and can overcome anything. You know, water's not, water's not solid. 
and yet he made it solid. He can overcome. I was just out of curiosity this week. I was thinking about all the miracles of Jesus, and so I did a little bit of uh, internet research, and I found, uh, I was trying to find a compiled list of all of Jesus' miracles, and this is the best thing I could find. You could just throw that up there. So I don't know if you can even read that, but man, this is the exhaustive list in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of all the miracles of Jesus. Look at that length of those miracles. Look at the, the Jesus who can overcome anything. I mean, I was just a couple points, pointing out a couple things. On this list are disabilities healed, mute, deaf, blind, lame, paralyzed, healed. Illnesses healed, like skin problems, and, and a woman had an issue with bleeding, healed. All a miracle and healed by Jesus, a mighty God. Evil spirits were removed. People were raised back to life. What? Food was stretched to feed thousands of people. He was miraculously controlled the weather, calming a storm. Even in our text, it says in verse 32, see, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm getting real excited about this stuff. Get excited about the miracles of Jesus. About the ability, it says in verse 32 of our text, it says, and when they climbed into the boat, this is our text, the wind died down. He even controlled the wind and the waves. It would seem that maybe this actually isn't that hard for Jesus. How many of you all know we need Jesus? You see, he is the one who can overcome. Ooh, that kind of rhymed. He's the one that can overcome. It's because there is no thing that he can't overcome. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And what I love about Jesus is the fact that not, not only is there no time that he can't show up, but there is nowhere he can't go. There's nothing untouchable to him. I don't know about you, that gives me some serious hope in Christmas time and in 2022 and going into 2023. And then this verse also gives me hope in the midst of that. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. We can overcome because Jesus, our mighty God, isn't restricted from anything. He's not restricted. There's nowhere he can't go. It's all within his reach and within his mighty power. Now, whether he does and, and, and uh, does show up and do something sometimes, like I know sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't, and I don't know, sometimes I know it can be confusing and frustrating when he doesn't show up, those kind of things, but, but it's, all, it's all within his reach. Like there's nothing without, outside of where he can go. He is the God who can make the unlikely likely. I actually got a phone call yesterday from a former student of mine. Many of you know I was a student pastor. And, uh, and so it's so hard for me sometimes when I get these calls from my former students because they're like all grown up and have kids and stuff and I feel really super old. So that was yesterday, all right? Um, and so uh, I got a phone call and um, uh, one of my former students, she was, she'd been sick for a little while. And so they went to the doctor this week, those kind of things, just making sure she didn't have pneumonia. And when they did uh, an x-ray of her chest, they found a, uh, a lump near her heart. And she said, I, this was incredible yesterday. This is not my notes, by the way. Um, she called yesterday and said, hey, I just felt like I was in my Bible time and I felt like the Lord said, call Matt and have him pray. I felt for, really honored that she was, because like she knows me, I'm gonna go after it. I'm gonna pray for God to make the unlikely likely. Like, hey, this, this medical thing showed this. How many of you have ever heard of somebody who had a medical thing and then they went back to the doctor and it wasn't there? So I prayed for it. God. All right, God is gonna disappear. And I'm having faith that she's going to show up to that, that, that x-ray, that CAT scan, all that kind of stuff, and everything's going to be gone. 
You see, God is the God. Jesus is the God who can actually do this. Uh, like all those things listed on that chart. And, and likely some of you could add yours to that list, right? You've probably experienced miraculous things in your life. I know I can. I was actually thinking this week, as many of you know, uh, that I was uh, my freshman year in high school, I was in two car accidents within five minutes of each other. Um, it's actually part of my testimony how I met Jesus because the reality is that at that moment, I actually felt the physical presence of God like I've never felt before even since that day. And ultimately, I knew that because I should have died in both car accidents. Um, police were like, the fact that you're alive is a miracle. Huh, it's a miracle. And I didn't know at that time, but I, I, in that moment, uh, what this was all really meant. But I knew that God had me here for a purpose. And guess what that purpose was, folks? To lead this church. This church wouldn't exist if I would have died in those car accidents. God had a plan and a purpose. And so this was a, a miracle that I'm still here. Now, if you want to hear the whole story, by the way, about my testimony, I would love to tell you. It's a pretty cool story. You can ask me out in the atrium, those kind of things. But, but that's mine. Maybe for some of you, I made a list of things. Maybe for some of you here today, you've experienced that physical healing, and, and you've experienced something that makes medically no sense, and yet the miracle of Jesus overcame your circumstance. Or maybe it's a breakthrough in your mental health and after years of fighting depression, you've been depressed all your life and you're on the other side of it because you've spiritually overcome your depression. Or maybe it's a healing in your marriage. Well, you thought, right? You, you thought this is not recoverable. It, uh, it, it's, it's not gonna happen. And, and ultimately Jesus restored it, recovered it, refreshed it, renewed it. Maybe it's something financial and Jesus who owns everything, by the way, provided that check out of nowhere. I see, and the list could go on and gone and on and on. And so here, here's what the question, and then I'll wrap up this point. Here's what I want you to think about today is what do you need to overcome in your life? Think about your life. Just, just think about it for just a minute. Like, what do you right now need to overcome? Let, let me say it better. Let me say it this way. What do you need Jesus, the mighty God's help, to overcome right now? Because the reality is if you're going to do it, it ain't going to do much. But if God gets involved in your situation... Oh, the possibilities then really just break open. Where do you need this overcoming power of Jesus? Like, do you need to walk on some water? What's going on physically, spiritually, relationally, financially? Where do you need the unlikely to become likely? Think about that. I mean, just really, I, I want you to think about it because today at the end of our service today, we're going to take some time to pray for those things. So I want you to already be thinking about them so that ultimately we can pray for them. Because here's what I was praying, even as we were worshiping this morning, is that ultimately that God would show up and show off and he would do miraculous things before you leave. And he would change things. Because I believe in a God who can do that. I've actually seen it in my own life. Because the truth is, there's nothing he can't overcome. So what I'm getting at here is this, and we're, we'll go on to our final point, is um, there's something, folks, to... There's something to be said about chasing Jesus, this mighty God, fervently, consistently, to be able to see restoration and repair in our lives, to more and more be an overcomer. He makes us, you and I, more. I love it's even, it's not that he makes us conquerors. He makes us more than conquerors. I think it's something to think about. So that's our second point today, forever move towards the mighty God because there's no thing he can't overcome. Last thing, point three, which kind of sort of tacks on to point two, forever move towards the mighty God because there's no limit to where he can lead. You can fill it in. There's no limit to where he can lead. 
Um, and I get this from the text in where Peter, one of the disciples, comes into the story, right? This, I love this part because of this walking on water thing became a team activity at that point. And it says in verse 29, after Peter asks Jesus about possibly getting out of the boat, he says, uh, Jesus says, come, to, come, come out on the water. And it says in verse 29, it says, then Peter got down out of the boat and look at this, walked on the water. Peter got to walk on water too. And again, it kind of goes to point one, this continuing the miraculous side of things. It's so cool. But what I want to focus on is, is, is the fact is this, is that he was led, Peter was led by Jesus into that place, into walking on the water. Something he would have never thought or that was likely that he could ever do. Imagine himself doing a million years. He got to walk on water. Y'all, there's, there's no limit to where the mighty God might lead you. This week. The end of this year, into next year, there's no limit. I was actually thinking of a, uh, it was for me, like I was trying to think of my own life and I was thinking this week, it's kind of sort of like, um, if I can make this correlation, when I went skydiving a couple of weeks ago. Many of you know I went skydiving. And I know some of you are thinking, why in the world would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane, right? Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I will tell you this though, that experience was one of the thrills of my life. I absolutely loved it. So much so that when I got on the ground, I asked my instructor, who you kind of see in some of those pictures, I asked my instructor, I said, hey, can we go do it again? I was ready to go up again. And this has been something that's been on my bucket list for, for almost all my life, as far as I can remember, for years and years. But truthfully, if, um, it, it, honestly, uh, I had to be led into it by a friend. My friend Brian, who'll come up on the screen. This is Brian. Many of you guys know Brian. He plays bass up here, uh, here at the church, and uh, we're in a small group together. Uh, we we uh, sharpen each other. Uh, Brian and I have talked about our bucket list for a long time, and so he he knew this was on my bucket list. And so, um, but but like for me, like honestly, like some of it's because of the busyness of my schedule, or like I just don't like spending money, those kind of things, whatever. I I probably, even though it was on my bucket list, it was likely that I would have never gone through with it in my life. And you know the only reason I did is because Brian set it up. I mean, he literally, it was a Sunday morning. He goes, hey, what are you doing October 1st? I said, I don't know. He goes, you have plans now. And, and I'm like, well, what are we doing? <laughs> and he said, I'm taking you skydiving. I said, I'm going to have to talk to my wife about that. All right. <laughs> and, and so, like, here's the thing. I, I, I just described that as one of the thrills of my life. It was absolutely a thrill of my life, but, but I wouldn't have done it if Bryden wouldn't have set it up. And, and I think now that I've done it, I, I honestly think I would have truly missed out on something that I really was wanting in my life if I wouldn't have done it. Which makes me think if we go back to our story and Peter and the fact that following Jesus led him to one of the thrills of his life, taking a leap of faith, getting out of the boat and walking on water. I mean, how many times do you think that Peter told the story about walking on water? I mean, the amount of times I've told the story about skydiving, it's too numerous to count. By the way, if you weren't going to skydive, I'll go with you. <laughs> no. And so think, think about Peter for just a second. And, and the fact that following Jesus led him to one of the thrills of his life that took the sleep of it getting out of the boat. And so here's my question for us. Is where, folks, where? If, if this is the way that, that Jesus uh, went through with the disciples, by the way, if we're followers of Jesus, we're one of his disciples. Where may the mighty God be leading you to take a leap of faith 
get out of the boat, leading me as we enter 2023. I mean, there's no limit to where he can lead. The, the possibilities are endless. Take a look at a couple scriptures. Isaiah 43, 19 says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Where might he lead? What's the new thing? The possibilities are endless. And, oh, and this says, a way in the wilderness? That sounds kind of exciting. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. What straight path may he be putting you on, putting me on this year? That maybe that straight path might be the thrill of your life. Something to think about, pray about, ask Jesus, the mighty God about. And honestly, and by the way, just side note, uh, uh, I, I would say that like, so that all sounds like really roses and chill, like, okay, we'll go do this exciting thing. How many of you know that it can also be a little scary? Like Peter got a little scared, didn't he? Right, Peter got a little shaky. It says in verse 30 and 31, it says, this is the text, it says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus, I love this part, immediately, so didn't, there was no hesitation, Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. The cool part is, of this is this, and you can write this in on your hand. This is a fill-in blank for you. The cool part is this, is where Jesus leads, he's always available for a helping hand. Where Jesus leads, he's always available for a helping hand. It's so true. And whether that is this, whether that's sacrificing somewhere, God, God might be leading you to sacrifice somewhere, maybe for a neighbor or a coworker, starting to serve somewhere in the church or another nonprofit ministry. Maybe, maybe God's leading you to start tithing, giving 10% of your income to the church, which is a call for all Christians. Starting a ministry. I mean, maybe you're supposed to start a ministry here at the church. Maybe even, maybe even, the worship team is gonna come get ready. Maybe even you're actually supposed to plant a church. How many of you know that like about 10 years ago, somebody said to me, actually that person sitting over in this room over here, said to me, Matt, you're gonna plant a church someday. And I told him he was crazy. Maybe, maybe you're supposed to plant, start, start a new church. Maybe we could send you. Maybe we could be a sending church where we actually bless you with things and say, go out and expand the kingdom of God. Can I tell you, I would love to do that. But you know what it, you know what it starts with? It starts by somebody saying, hey, I think, the God, I think God is calling me to get out of the boat. And I need, to, I, I need to try to walk on water. And I'm a little scared. Maybe, maybe for you, um, it's to start, oh, I, I, maybe it's to start another ministry, maybe to the marginalized or the forgotten, the poor. <laughs> maybe it's to pray out loud in public. Remember, you know, we've been talking about these pray out loud challenges. Maybe you're actually supposed to, literally, when you're in Walmart, you're supposed to look for the, at least one person you're supposed to pray for. Out loud. Maybe pray for their needs and their healings and their miracles. Pray for blessings in their life. Or maybe it's something entirely different. But, but I would say this. I would say the, end, the possibilities are endless with a mighty God. It's just this morning. I actually was looking at my memories on Facebook. And like six years ago, there was my, like some of you know my son, Elijah. And he was like, a little baby Elijah. And, and I had this thought this morning. Like, I was like, man, that was only six years ago. What amazingness has the Lord done in my life? Like I, I, can't, I couldn't even, if I could have predicted my life, I wouldn't have predicted that I would have been right here. Getting to stand on a stage and, and preach the gospel of Jesus in the midst of a church family, come on. The mighty God might actually do something crazy and actually call you to do some cool stuff. Where might he be leading you? And here's the cool part. What if we get to walk on water? Can I tell you something? 
Though there are days where I get very frustrated and stressed and those kind of things, can I tell you, I feel like I'm having a walk on water moment here at our church. It's a blessing for me to be able to do this. And I would have missed out, just like the, just like the, the skydiving, I would have missed out on a thrill of my life if I wouldn't have actually sought God to say, where are you leading me? And then I tell my friends, oh, I don't want to plant a church. I think it's something to think about. Forever move towards the mighty God because there's no limit to where he can lead. Can I tell you, that point gets me really excited. That point gets me so excited because who knows what that line of thinking, folks, if we walk into the next few weeks and months and years with that line of thinking, my gosh, what is possible? It's incredible to think about. And here's the thing, if we walk in that kind of mentality, can I say it this way? The best is yet to come. Walking in that like that, the best is yet to come. So to recap this morning, and then we're going to do some worship. Forever move towards the mighty God because there's no time he can't show up. There's no thing he can't overcome, and there's no limit to where he can lead. Why don't you stand? We're going to move into a time of responsive worship and prayer this morning. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message, and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.